0: good morning everyone and welcome to the pittsburgh current podcast i am editor and publisher of the pittsburgh current charlie deitch joining me today we've got a great show joining me today is dean bogg uh dean is uh from the uh youtube show neighborhoods of pittsburgh a, a uh, uh, show that he has created. Um, also who's going to be joining us today is our visuals editor, Jake Mizlivchik. Jake, uh, Jake has been following what Dean's been doing, so Jake's also going to join us. Uh, the show today is brought to you by Jazz HR. Jazz HR is headquartered in the heart of Pittsburgh and helps you find and hire more qualified candidates faster than ever. A um, couple of announcements. First, we do have the new issue uh, it's been a while, we know that, of the Pittsburgh Current uh, With uh, with Liberty Magic on the cover, uh, Derek Hughes, um, a stand-up magician, I guess he refers to himself. That's our cover story, plus um, our new expanded listings. Um, Check us out um, also at pittsburghcurrent.com. Dean, welcome to the show. Um, We've been following sort of what you've been doing. Uh, Jake actually brought your your work to my attention. Um, Talk to me a little bit about... um, where the idea of the show came from is it? Have you always just sort of sort of been like an urban explorer kind of person, or um, people always ask? Yeah, people are always curious about where the idea came right. from.
1: Uh, there's not much of an idea to it. Mm-hmm. It's more of a of a of a way for me to kind of throw all of my tools yeah. into one package. Uh, the show itself is not. Very high concept. It's just right. the neighborhoods, yeah. you know. Um, it's kind of just a platform for me to practice making sure. these little documentaries right. and kind of experiment with right. that form.
0: Yeah, it's right. You're, you're right. It's more the work that goes into it than the actual idea. I mean, because there's no idea, around, right? Anyone can walk around with a cell phone and you know, cell phone camera and take pictures of. But you're you sort of elevated that. I think that process and giving somebody, giving folks like a real look at something rather than just. Oh, here's a picture. You're giving a look, and you're talking to folks in the neighborhoods. And I think that that's definitely the execution of what you're doing is is I think pretty high quality, more than Thank you. Um, than anyone else has done who's ever attempted anything like th- this in the past.
2: I also think one of the key things is you focus on the issues somewhat. Like every, every, each neighborhood faces an issue, and you you're not afraid to address that. You ask the people what the issue is, and then they respond to like the um, What's the one by the underneath the parkway? What neighborhood is that? The Run. Yeah, the Run. And you went to the, the protest outside, and it was really well done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Run is kind of how it all started. Um, I I had planned the Run was just intrigued me from the mm-hmm. first time I was down there. It's a very strange mm-hmm. neighborhood. You drive past it on the parkway, mm-hmm. and you're like, what What is that down there? You can see the Byzantine church. Yeah, I church. never
2: knew that existed.
1: Um, so I, I kind of had the idea to make a documentary about the Run um and that's that's kind of where it started because i realized that it's not just the run that has its own little Mm. unique personality it's all the neighborhoods have something going on and a lot of the issues are similar um you know a lot of the it's a lot of yeah we're gentrifying like uh taxes are going up housing prices are going up um but it's 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 also different in in every neighborhood um and yeah, I mean, I, you said I wasn't like afraid to address yeah. that, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's, I think the scariest part about doing these episodes is just like approaching
2: strangers. Yeah, that's true. And um, the stolen bike test, which we'll get into in a, yeah. In a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so before we, before we get really into talking about the videos, tell me a little bit about your, your background in terms of filmmaking. Is this, is I, obviously that's at the, at the core of this, something you, uh, so I don't have do? much of a background. Yeah. Um, I didn't go
1: to school for it. I was really disappointed by the Pitt film classes that I took. Um, I did do a semester at a little film school in London, which was excellent. Wow. Um, The Derek Jarman lab. It was through Pitt. Mm -hmm. um, And it was fantastic. So I did spend a semester studying it. Yeah. Um, But uh, I've only been doing it for about two and a half years. uh, And... I was running a video production company with a friend of mine Mm -hmm. right out of college. Yeah. Uh, But it wasn't it didn't really feel exactly like what I wanted to be doing. Um, So I've only been doing it for two and a half years. But that being said, I've been doing it a lot. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, I just think I think filmmaking is something where you have to be self-motivated. Right. Right. You know, you could go work on a big film set and pull cables for 10 years and set up light stands for 10 years and then maybe get to do something like mildly creative. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Right. Um, (laughs) And I don't want to take that risk. I just want to do it. Right. And I don't want to. And I think YouTube is a great platform for that because it allows you to do that. And if you know, you you know, you you can make and make and make and nobody can pay attention and that's fine. You're still doing it and you're still learning
0: it. And uh, then people start noticing yeah. is it is it something you, you you've been doing it a couple of years but is it something that you always had a like an interest in or was it was that sort of like yeah what very you much were so. you wanted to do maybe you weren't exactly sure how you were going to get to that but it, th- that was sort of where you where you wanted yeah. to be was in filmmaking in some form or fashion i think i always had a gut feeling that it's what i wanted
1: to do there yeah. was this kid in my high school um who made the most kick-ass videos really these little like short films. Anytime there was a class project, he would whip something up and I would see that and I just thought they were the coolest things and I was jealous and I wanted to know how he made them and I knew in my gut that's what I wanted to do. So uh, then I worked this like corporate internship Mm. in New York City and it was sexy and everyone looked like they were out of a magazine and the clients were big and everyone was great there but I was just miserable just like commuting and sitting at a desk for eight hours a day um so that was my like impetus to pick up a camera and be like I need to for perspective what what kind of stuff were
0: you doing there in the internship was it
1: it was like marketing I was more I was doing marketing for a branding agency
0: okay so it wasn't anywhere near what you wanted (laughs) to be doing or where you want I didn't know what I wanted to be doing but
1: I knew I didn't I knew it wasn't that (laughs) I knew I didn't want to sit at a desk right
0: and so, at that point do you you decide um what was uh so walk me through sort of your first project that you decided or 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 maybe it was something small or whatever when you decided to let's try making something
1: yeah, I had been filming things on my cell phone mm-hmm. I guess that was like that eased the transition. The first thing I made with a camera, um my friend Matt and I dressed up in 70s costumes Mm -hmm. and we went to the bowling alley (laughs) and i brought some like funky lights yeah (laughs) and we just made fools of ourselves (laughs) right and uh i cut this little funky uh music video type thing and i posted it to my instagram and all my friends were like oh my god what is this Like, what are you doing right so and then it kind (laughs) of just went from there yeah um yeah
0: yeah Uh, and, and so the, the neighborhoods of Pittsburgh, you said, if I'm remembering from a couple of things I've read, you, as you said and as you said earlier, the run was sort of the first thing you wanted to tackle.
1: The run was the first idea for like, but it, that wasn't the neighborhoods okay. show. The first you time did, I was right. going to do the neighborhoods thing was South Oakland. So okay. I tried to do South Oakland and then I bailed. I got scared. I chickened down. I was like, you know what? Not going to do this. Couldn't do this. I couldn't do these in a week. It'd be too much work. Right. And then a few months later, I decided to take another look at it, and and you know I was like, oh, you know what? This this could be something. There is something here. Right. So I started with Bloomfield, and then eventually came back to South
0: Oakland. What was it? What where did the, where did the doubts come from? Do you think is it was it you were looking at your footage? You weren't quite. I mean, what was it? Just that. Um. So for a
1: while, well, I think anytime you're on the brink of of something potentially successful. Hmm. You it's scary. Right. Um, so I think maybe a part of me knew that um I might have something here and I ran away from it because it's 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 you know, to create something and to put put yourself out there is not the easiest thing to do. Um so I, I think that was the case, is that I was afraid of this kind of monster of an idea.
0: Yeah. And so when you when you start when you start a project, when you decide you're going into a neighborhood do you um do you do you like do do you storyboard it out at all or no. do you just you just go in and see what see what's doing?
1: Yeah, um, I do like to draw and I do like to draw storyboards, but mm-hmm. like for this, it wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to spend the first two days just like interviewing people, talking to people, turning the camera away from myself, mm-hmm. and documenting what the place looks like, creating those little visual montages. Um, and asking people what should i cover you know what should what would you like to see in this episode as somebody who lives here as somebody who's Mm -hmm. been living here um who should i talk to do you can you put me in touch with anybody uh so pretty much all the research or like pre-production i do is while i'm yeah shooting those first two days and gathering information
2: how many days does it take to film one of these episodes like are you there that whole week
1: um it depends like i've Procrastinated on some of them and like scrambled and done them in two and a half days. Mm. Um, but the ideal setup is like film Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, edit Friday, Saturday. That but that that's never yeah. how it works. I'm always scrambling on Saturday to like run out get the last few shots that I need and then run back home and like mm-hmm. finish the editor. And, yeah, yeah.
2: So are you doing this like full time now? Because you launched yeah. a Patreon, yeah, and that seems to be doing really well. I looked at the numbers, you're like almost halfway or over halfway to your goal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the people of Pittsburgh love this. I mean, you're getting thousands of views. Like I'm looking now, like the run has 27,000 views on the video. And I mean, you're up to like 15, 20 each video. So like the people really love it. And yeah, uh, that's something that the Patreon was a really good idea because at first I was like, you need to like market this. You could, this is really successful. And then as soon as you launch that, I'm a subscriber and it's, it's awesome So thank you yeah.
1: Uh, the yeah so the, the the nice thing about video is that um, it's a pretty lucrative field video is mm-hmm. like very high in demand right um, if I was trying to be a poet or a painter it might be harder for me to sustain myself at first but you know even before the patreon I was able to do this full time and then you know run out on the weekend and do a quick shoot do a quick freelance mm-hmm. shoot like film a wedding on a sunday or something and make enough money to sustain myself for three weeks four weeks um because my rent is so low here right. you know groceries are I, I live pretty frugally i don't go to restaurants mm-hmm. um so it, yeah i was able to but obviously the patreon makes that so much easier um so i'm i'm extremely grateful yeah, what, for the people that are what kind of
2: like equipment do you have? Do you shoot these with? Is it just like you and one camera and that's pretty it? much, yeah?
1: yeah. I have a pretty solid camera, um, but it's also the camera that like everyone that does video production has yeah. at this point. It's it's a GH five. I've got a couple lenses, a couple little toys like the drone and the three sixty camera, yeah. but it's it all fits in a backpack, you know, and that's yeah. amazing because if you wanted to make a documentary or a feature film twenty years ago, you needed trucks and vans mm-hmm. and all Lighting, sorts of stuff but yeah. now I I can make a movie with a backpack you yeah. know with the stuff that I can fit into a backpack
0: You're watching the Pittsburgh Current podcast we're here with Dean Bog talking about his film series um, neighborhoods of Pittsburgh I do want to talk a little bit about our sponsor Jazz HR are you struggling to hire headquartered in the heart of Pittsburgh Jazz HR helps you find and hire more qualified candidates faster than ever with plans starting as low as $39 a month and including best in class recruitment tools like interview self scheduling and candidate texting Jazz HR is the easiest and most affordable solution to finding your next great hire post your job for free today at jazzhr.com that's www.jazzhr.com. So, Dean, did you have any influences when you were when you were kind of coming up? Um, maybe filmmakers you watched or, or, or pieces that particularly struck you as? Yeah. I
1: mean, I'm yeah, I'm obsessed with yeah movies and yeah. short films and short documentaries and documentaries. Um, my latest obsession is Bong Joon Ho. He recently did Parasite. Mm -hmm. Um, He's phenomenal. Um, Damien Chazelle is also one of my favorite directors. Uh, And then in terms of like kind of new media folks, uh, Max Joseph was a big influence. Um, Casey Neistat was probably the biggest. He's like the YouTube guy. Right. and he can be cringy at times, and I think yeah. anybody on YouTube can be cringy at times. I look at some of my older videos, I look at some of my videos now, and I think, oh, that's <laughs> cringy, that's really <laughs> right. embarrassing. Um, but you got to get past that. And, uh, yeah, Casey in particular is just like, I don't know if you've seen any of his videos. Jake, I'm assuming you've oh, watched. Casey, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Casey Nights—that is crazy. Uh, yeah. I started, like, the favorite one is that. The snowboarding with the was that a, the drone the giant human drone yeah, yeah that was that was crazy <laughs> but we do have a question from jonathan hayes he said any luck on getting together with rick seaback yet for video no
1: a couple people have
2: asked about that i don't i mean
1: i don't i don't know what i would certainly love to have yeah you, to collaborate with yeah? him i don't know him no okay. i've never met him um i don't know what a collaboration would look yeah. like you know i don't I would love to have him I would love to help him out with something I would love to have him partake in a neighborhoods episode Mm -hmm. or something yeah but I don't know
2: yeah (laughs) I have a question so you do the like the intros you have yourself like there's two of you sure and I think that is people like as a filmmaker myself I'm like wow that looks really cool and it's funny it's it's how do you do that? And how do you, is it hard to film that with the two people it's talking not, to each
1: other? <laughs> it's really not. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a cheap trick. Yeah. Um, but it's just a technique called masking.
2: I know that's a lot of editing to.
1: It's a lot of editing, and yeah, I, I definitely focus on the details in those edits, especially like in the intros or when I'm delivering a line to the camera. Yeah. I yeah, try they're to, funny. Yeah, <laughs> I try to dress them up as much as possible. Um, and I'm quick on Premiere. Yeah. I use Adobe Premiere Pro.
2: Yeah. That's what I use.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's a brilliant software. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're pretty easy though. It's like, should you want do you want me to explain how it works a little bit? Yeah. If you want. Yeah. Um, let's see. All right. I'm going to use a
2: prop. All Uh,
1: right. Can I use this? Please do. Okay. So, so can I tear it? Yep. Sure, yeah. Okay. Let's see. So if you have a frame, right? Mm-hmm. If this is your shot, um, and you have the camera on a tripod, you take this shot, right? This is your frame now. So here's me down here, blah, blah, blah. Then I take another shot of the exact same frame, the camera's still rolling, um, but now I'm over here, right? So then I layer them on top of each other in Premiere, and you can cut out one side of the frame that will reveal the other shot underneath. So if in this shot, if if in this top shot I'm over here, I can cut out this side, and since the camera's on a tripod, it's the exact same shot, so everything will match. And now you can see me over here on this shot underneath,
2: <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you could basically like crop out the sides. It, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're funny. Some of the things you say just in the beginning, like the interviews with local residents and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that just on the fly? You come up with that stuff? Kind of. Yeah. I, yeah it's, I've, I'm starting to run out of ideas. <laughs> so.
0: How hard is that for you to go up? And, and you know, as as a reporter, you know it's our job to go up. We talk to folks, but we don't have a camera necessarily rolling. So, yeah, what is that experience like? Have you have you gotten um, folks who maybe push back a little bit who don't want to do it, or most folks sort of? People
1: are surprisingly open. Yeah, um, and I think you know I do it in a way that's not super intimidating. Mm-hmm. The camera isn't huge, right? So it's not quite as intimidating as like a news camera, um, and I kind of just shoot from the hip a bit and I tell them to talk to me and we just have a conversation and I'll peek down at the screen to make sure I've got mm. them in frame and whatnot. Um, but I think once we start talking, they forget about the camera right. more than I do. Right. Uh, and yeah, people are, I'm always, every time I'm like nervous about filming or just, you know, feeling down uh, whenever I interview someone, it's like this immediate, Connection and it feels mm-hmm. good to be understood and and to listen to someone and like all of the fear that I had I realized was just bogus and uh, then I then once I've approached someone I'm like
0: I'm I'm going up to everybody I see <laughs> right hey hey you want to
1: do you want to do an interview my name's Steve
0: I think that part of the part of the thing I think that people respond to about that is Pittsburgh has you know almost ninety neighborhoods and some are in, some are obviously bigger some we all know and then some are smaller and tucked away and. They don't always get the attention either, you know, from not just from, you know, folks living outside the neighborhood, but also sometimes with city services and things like that. They don't always, I think sometimes um, through some stories that I've done, I think they feel like they're on their own out there. So I think having someone like you come in and, you know, say, hey, your neighborhood is important enough or your neighborhood is interesting. I really, really, really want to kind of dive in. I think that that um, may be part of this. I think what may be part of your success is that. You're you're giving voice and and you know to these neighborhoods that some people probably have no idea are even there.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of the times I'll be like dreading doing a neighborhood. Like, why did I? Why am I choosing this neighborhood? Right. What what is what's gonna? What am I gonna find here? And every single time, I'm blown away. Like, I find something. I find someone who really surprises me. Um, so I think every neighborhood has something to offer. I think every neighborhood has brilliant people and brilliant business owners right. um and i think every neighborhood is worth exploring and visiting and spending time in. uh you don't have to just hang out and in... shady side right, in <laughs> right. <We're all laughs> so outside.
0: Yeah. yeah um so jake mentioned earlier and one of the things i really wanted to ask you about was so you have part of your video is you have the 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 bike test i don't know if you call it the storm yeah the bike so you park your bike somewhere well, explain
2: to folks what that is so I, st- I actually I was recently just gonna say you probably I think you just stopped, stopped doing it. I stopped doing
1: it, yeah. Yeah. But for the first thirteen episodes I was I would just leave my bike somewhere and it, it wouldn't be the busiest street, but it mm-hmm. also wouldn't be some dead end. I, I tried to pick a street that was kind of a normal street right. in the neighborhood. And I would just leave my bike and then go film for the day and see if it was still there if when I came back. Um and I didn't like that because I was very much like soliciting crime and yeah. tempting someone to do something wrong, who probably right. didn't want. You know, nobody wants right. to be a bike thief. Sure, but sure. if you're in a position where you need money for your family right. or whatever, or you you're addicted to drugs, like you might do something like that. So I was like tempting those people, and that was dumb of me. Um, so I replaced the stolen bike test with the trash bag time trial is what i'm calling Mm -hmm. it so i see how long it takes me to fill one bag of trash just run around i often do it in the green spaces because the green spaces just get trashed yeah um and i like that because it's it's kind of like a test like how dirty is the neighborhood but i'm picking up trash and adding something as opposed to tempting someone to do something bad
0: and i think that that's more of a i think that that's more of a fair test as you said it's kind of like entrapment when, when you see like with the police anybody could be tempted I mean it could be just somebody who is you know tired of walking and so they're like hey there, there's a bite. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean who knows it could be any number of reasons it doesn't necessarily mean the neighborhood's not safe. Yeah it's it more of a test of, of my luck Yeah, it was Exactly and but this seems like uh, I mean you know trash is trash I mean it's something you can see it's something tangible that you can pick up and you know telling the cleanliness of a place through that test is, yeah. is, is, I think, more fair. Did you get some criticism at all about the bike test? Or did people bring that to your attention, or is it something not really. you sort of came
1: to on your own? I, not really. I just thought it looked bad. Yeah, I just felt like, in my gut, it was like, this is yeah wrong. Um, and the trash is going to end up in a landfill regardless, but right, it's better than right. it's like clogging a sewer or right. an animal eating it. Um, Our waste system is... Can I curse on this? Absolutely. Yeah, no? Absolutely yeah. Absolute yeah. yeah. Our <laughs> trash waste system is just so fucked. I recently started composting. Did you? And I know I lo- I've got the long hair. I probably sound like <laughs> such a hippie. Just started. But just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but it is like amazing. Every time I go, I also started dumpster diving recently. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> you can get like t- 100%. The dinner I made last night yeah. came out of the dumpster.
0: I know I've know I know folks who've do- been doing that for years. Um uh who just and they 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 sustain i mean they they sustain their lives yeah. on the food that they you know found food or recovered food and so yeah
1: and i think like it, for me at least like I'll, i definitely want to like supplement my groceries with because like you get a bag of oranges mm-hmm. one orange gets squished during transportation so it's wet and it gets moldy so the whole bag gets thrown out and then you open the dumpster and you see one squished orange and nine beautiful oranges yeah so you just take the 9 and it's like what why is this really this right. is how the this is the how this works. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's
0: a ama- I mean that's a that's a huge issue in this country. It's just the amount of you know food that you know if it's not pretty nobody wants yeah. to eat it and that's just that's sort of a
1: restaurants too. Yeah. I worked at a restaurant. I couldn't believe how much food got thrown out every day. Got just garbage bags. Yeah. Garbage bags of perfectly fine food that people didn't want to
0: eat or it
1: was soggy looking or right. something
0: yeah and that's you know I'm sure like somebody sends back a somebody sends back a steak that's you know overcooked to their right liking. it goes right goes yeah yeah it's perfectly good yeah it's uh it's definitely a problem um so, so what are your um what are some other um what are some other neighborhoods that you do you have are you have them lined up for a certain amount of time at this point or do you just i so now i now the way it works is I suggest three to the people on patreon
1: right, right, right. and they vote mm mm-hmm on what is next. So my fate is in the hands of the Patreon. I do get to choose the three. Right. Um
0: and but then from there it's up to the vote. Yeah, do you um do you have a wish list of, of places? I mean do you have like Um
1: kind of not not like written down anywhere. Sure, sure. But there are certainly like fifteen ones that I fifteen neighborhoods that I think will be juicier. Than the other ones, yeah. maybe. Uh, how,
2: and I yeah. Go ahead. Uh, how long do you see yourself doing do you see yourself covering what you Charlie, you said there's ninety neighborhoods? Like, Close as eighty something. 80 I, would something. Number, yeah. I, I would get the number covered I would get the name sc- or the number screwed up. Every single one of those.
1: Well the thing is like i so I've done fourteen episodes mm-hmm. and four of the ten have been outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, I did Dormount, I did Dormont, I did Mount Oliver, um, I did Sharpsburg. And what's the what's and Wilkinsburg is also mm, yeah. outside of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't I definitely won't do all 90 yeah. now. But because I think that would just get dull after a while. Um, but I, I think maybe by the time I'm dead, <laughs> I would do 90 maybe come back in like, yeah, 10 years and revisit the project. Now that like whatever I'm making
0: looks completely different right.
1: than the way that the things that I'm making now or maybe it will look exactly the same yeah, and I, I mean, haven't you're, made any you're a, you know, You're a
0: young guy so imagine you're going to go on and do other things but at some point I bet you know you're in your 40s and you're like I didn't do all those neighborhoods. God right. damn it, I got to go back. Right. And you'll be, you'll be well, starting all over again. I'll You're... be on my deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get me to Beachview. You'll, <laughs> right. you'll die in Fairywood because that was the last place you had yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, this also isn't your first series. I saw you did a series. Uh, what, what what was it called? On the Port Authority Port Stories. Port Authority Stories. Yeah. So do you see yourself doing another whole series after these neighborhoods?
1: I don't know. Um, I like the idea of a series because it is repeatable. And mm-hmm. I think that that works for in terms of like retaining an audience and giving some people something to kind of hold on, grasp onto. Um, I would also, I'm also, I have a desire to make a feature length documentary. Um, You know, whether that be something more, I don't know if that's something that I would necessarily like put myself in the kind of like gonzo Mm. journalism thing where like an Anthony Bourdain or Michael Moore type of thing. Um, But yeah, I I do I do like the series model, uh,
0: mm-hmm. and I like YouTube as a platform. So that's true. Yeah. Is there a um? Do you kind of have like a a um? What do you want to do with this? I mean, you're learning now. You're learning filmmaking. You're you're expanding. What is the what are the what are the ultimate goals for you? I I don't mean I don't I don't really have any ultimate goals. I mean I think
1: the ultimate goal is exactly what i'm doing which is making work that i enjoy making uh and making work that people love and uh so so right now i'm i'm not thinking about what's next i just want to keep going until right. you know this starts yeah. to die or i get totally sick of the idea and i find myself hating it week after week but that's not at all the case so um I feel yeah, I feel really grateful. I, if anything, like, I I my ultimate goal is to just like be happy, um, and I'm not happy every day, but I I'm happy most right. days. I would say, mm-hmm. uh, and I I feel incredibly lucky to even have this su- the success that I've had in Pittsburgh. Um, so my ultimate there is no ultimate goal. The I just I, the ultimate goal is to be able to just keep going. Right, and the Patreon is huge and allowing me to keep going right. and scale up and make this more collaborative and maybe get a studio space and then make a documentary and then make blah, 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 right. blah. So,
0: I don't know. Yeah, we are we are talking to Dean Bogg on the Pittsburgh Current Podcast filmmaker, Dean Bogg, we should say. Um, if you're looking for a great show on Friday, January 24th, the outrageous high-energy rock outfit The Tubes bring their glam rock to Jurgles they'll be performing the album The Completion Backwards Principle and more. That's January 24th at Jurgles. Tickets are available now at www.dreskyent.com. That's com. And should, you, you I,
2: should have said that with a Pittsburgh accent. The Tubes. The,
0: tube, the Tubes, The Tubes is tube. coming to town, you yeah, everybody. <laughs> Um <laughs> I think when I when I said ultimate goal I think what I meant was I mean is documentary filmmaking what you want to do? I mean do you <clears> envision yourself do you want to be a feature filmmaker? I mean
1: I love feature films. Yeah. I love movies more yeah. than anything maybe um in terms of cinema but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's where my skill set is. Like yeah. I mean that's cert- the path I'm going down is certainly more of a documentary path mm-hmm. um yeah i would love to make a movie someday but that's kind of not i I couldn't
0: even fathom what that right. would be like at right. the moment what's the uh what's the what's the first film that you remember really mm-hmm. loving like yeah that that's you thought, one. oh my god movies aren't just like pictures on a screen they're like movies are something different and, and something you feel really yeah deep. that thing you do that's a great movie. Yeah. It's a really an underrated movie. Yeah,
1: it's not, like, the best movie I've ever seen, but it's right. my favorite movie. Right. It's been my favorite movie since I was two years old. Wow. Um, my mom, like, came out in 96, or I was yeah. born in 95. Um, so I'm, I think my mom got it on, like, VHS and just, like, put it on for me as a baby. Yeah. And she said I was just glued to it. <laughs> uh, and I've, I watch it... I watch it every time I, like... Every time I, I have, like, a new girlfriend that right. I really care about Yeah. it's like all right I'm gonna show you the movie right so I, I watch it every once in a while or if I meet a new friend yeah I'm like
0: how have you not seen this it's uh, a litmus t- you have a movie you that's a great I I, ha- I didn't even realize that I have one but I have one and that's um and you, you're you right you're like if you don't like this I don't know if we can write you on mine is, right mine is the movie big night with Stanley Tucci and um the guy who plays Monk. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's one of those movies that I'm like, you know, it's just two Italian immigrant brothers in a kitchen cooking, trying to save their business. And, yeah. you know, if you can't like if you can't get into like the passion <laughs> of that and the power of that, it's this like, isn't you know, going like, to work. Yeah. We can really hang out. Um,
1: um, I, School of Rock was also big. Yeah. Richard Linklater and Mike White. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I, I, I think music movies. Yeah. I love music. I'm right. Not a musician. I wish I was a musician. Really, um, but I, I do love yeah, Whiplash as well. Whiplash is great. Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall is not yeah. directly about a musician, but right. it is kind of about a musician. And
0: that's what I was going to ask. So, is it is it musicals or is it movies? movies with, with or about music? movies about Me too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. music?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Just like what Jake? What is your uh, what is what is your uh, movie that you go back to or your uh, litmus test movie that you you know you would like. Sh- Shut your mom out of your life if she didn't like.
2: To be honest, I wasn't really paying attention. I was looking at some (laughs) questions and comments we have from Ladies and gentlemen. You've seen Jake's first and last (laughs) appearance on the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. People are really liking this episode. We have question another question. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. We'll go back to it. Um somebody asked about a pothole count score for your videos. Ah since that's a Pittsburgh thing, I guess. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Hayes. Um that could be
1: d- that could be done with the drone. Just fly the drone around. Oh yeah, yeah. You do have a it drone down, going back to equipment. Yeah. I see saw See how many you can shots. spot.
2: Yeah, that'd be funny. I yeah. like that. We have Brian Slover. Love the YouTube series, and we have a lot of support here. People loving your work, and some people are even shouting out some videos and putting their favorite video links on here. So. All right, right, that, right on. Yeah.
0: Is that is that the, is that the feedback you've been getting from people? They really positive stuff. For the most part, yeah. I've gotten some
1: stuff. I d- I do read most of the comments. Um, And some people like really pour their heart out and I appreciate that. And it's and it's that's why I'm I'm able to pump these things out every week because like I am totally motivated by knowing that people are loving this and people are inspired by these. Um, So when I'm feeling shitty and it's like 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. I really need to go do it that is definitely a source of motivation
0: and that that's interesting it's 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 like it's a give and take relationship because you're giving them that that product or that 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 video that is making them feel good or better yeah. or di- you know different and then the, their comments their feedback is doing the same for you that's so that's yeah, yeah I, that's uh, good. it's very I even semiotic. showed my dad
2: these videos and he's like <laughs> he's like this is a much better version of WQED <laughs> it's like a it's like a more uh, Hipster version of QED. Which yeah, is, I get a lot of you're yeah. the you're the hipster
1: Fred Rogers or yeah. you're the hipster Ricki Lake. I do love WQED. I will say yeah, that. Not yeah, not the hate on QED. I am a I sustainer and I they I have them playing just on. That's just what's always on. Yeah. If I'm awake, I'll have them on.
0: Have, what 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 are your do you what are your kind of favorite documentaries that you mm. either either QED stuff or or just in general. Anything you emulate or...
1: Yeah, I really like uh, anything by Davis Guggenheim. So Mm -hmm. if you've seen... uh, If you're into music, uh, I recommend the documentary It Might Get Loud. It's uh, pretty much about the electric guitar. It's Jimmy Page, uh, The Edge, and Jack White. And it tells their backstory, and then they get together and kind of talk about the guitar. Um, I just watched a documentary about... I'm blanking on the name. It's about a guy who... Um, he's been looking for a guru his whole life and it, he meets a lot of people that he thinks are phony so he decides to see if he can become a guru he's an Indian gentleman so he grows yeah. his beard out and he imitates his grandmother's accent wow and sure enough people follow people follow him <laughs> that's amazing when I'm in his presence I feel enlightened you can just tell that he's genuine and authentic yeah. like these are the it's a fascinating story you, I'm sure you can find it if you just search yeah. "guru documentary." <laughs> um, yeah, and a million other things that I'm not that I'm not thinking of. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, "undefeated" is yeah. a brilliant, brilliant yeah. documentary. It's about a high school football team. You don't need to be a sports lover. I actually found that because it's Daniel Radcliffe's favorite documentary, and I was like, if the Harry Potter, right. if Harry Potter's <laughs> favorite documentary is about a high school football team in right. Tennessee, right? It's probably worth watching. Yeah. So I watched it and it was phenomenal. I think
0: documentaries are the one thing that people will go outside of their comfort zone of what they like or don't like to yeah. watch because I know a lot of people there um Netflix currently has the um a documentary on former New England Patriot Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, I just saw that. And a lot of people a lot of people I, they're talking about it and watching that. People who don't necessarily yeah. care a thing about football, but That's when he just came the, in this morning
2: talking about it. About so. the Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it's a,
0: Yeah, it's um <laughs> Yeah, it's just you, you. You get behind the scenes and you get to yeah. just sort of learn something, and also be entertained on some level. And I think that that's what that's what I think a great documentary is. It's something that can keep your interest, in. You, you're you're learning something that you didn't know walking out.
1: So, yeah, it's got to be a good mix of yes, informative, but also just downright enjoyable to yeah. watch. Absolutely, beautifully filmed, beautifully done, beautifully edited. Oh, another one. Uh, the original catfish documentary. Oh yeah, is a, was very yeah. inspirational because it's so well done, and the editing is so flawless, and uh, it's by I think it's by these two guys, Henry and Rel. So they run this production company called Supermache. I'm I'm totally obsessed with them. That that's the ultimate goal to work with those guys. Yeah. Um, and they shot the thing on like point and shoots and like little tiny little tiny cameras right. and. They just recorded relentlessly, and then of course the MTV show spawned out of it. But that's not—I right. don't watch that show, and I don't think it's quality at all.
0: You should um, this you keep feel free to keep this idea. You should catfish the catfish guys, but film a documentary from the mm. side of the catfisher, whatever the terms may. Be. I don't know. I don't so know. what? I don't, what, do, what, do I I don't I know. like a Netflix producer? Yeah, or what? Well, yeah, well, that, yeah, <laughs> professionally catfish them. That mm. might, That's a great idea. Yeah, and you know, and set up all these meetings, and you know, right. Send me a photo of your, of yourself, you know, lifting weights or something like that. It just anything. Ah. Just see how far they're willing to go to to do that. I think that I think that they'd if, catch on pretty quick. If you want to, you could catfish Jake. I, I think that that would uh, <laughs> that would work out <laughs> okay. <pretty easily. laughs> We've been talking to Dean Bogg, filmmaker Dean Bog, uh, having a good time uh, talking about his web series Neighborhoods of Pittsburgh. Tell folks where they can find it and where yeah. they can get find your Patreon. So you can find it on YouTube if you search. Dean Bog neighborhoods.
1: Uh, if you search neighborhoods of Pittsburgh, I think just a, like the Wikipedia and whatnot yeah. comes up. But they're they're on YouTube. And then if you want to support the show, you can search Dean Bog on Patreon. And where
0: and, can we find you on socials?
1: Um, I I don't I I use Instagram a little bit. Yeah, Dean dot Bog. Aside from that, not really. Probably should be on Twitter.
0: I, Jake, I like Twitter. Yeah, probably. Jake. As we wrap up, anything you'd like to end with with Dean?
2: I don't think so. Yeah, I was just going to ask what the Patreon and everything was for viewers and beat me to it. Jake, you're
0: doing a fine job
2: today. I will have you on any time. I appreciate right. it. Thank you. Um,
0: Dean, thank you so much for yeah, joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys. Today. That was great. And today's show was brought to you by Jazz HR. Um, if, you, or if you're struggling to hire, Jazz HR helps you find and hire the most qualified candidates faster than ever. www.jazzhr.com. That's www.jazzhr.com. Dean, thank you very much. Jake, thank thank you you very much. And we'll see you next week on the Pittsburgh Current Podcast.
1: news, unapologetic, no <laughs> tissue.